<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hey everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Happy Hour Podcast. I'm your host, Gretchen Garrity, and I am so excited to record today. I feel like I say that at the beginning of every single Happy Hour Podcast episode, but I really am really excited. Like I'm feeling so good about this episode. I have so much to say, so much knowledge, and also let me just say on days that I record for this podcast, I just feel like I have my life together a little bit because it takes a lot of like planning. I have to schedule out my day sort of around the recording of the podcast because it's like the perfect scenario right now, right? Like I need to be alone in my apartment, which I guess I have been here alone a lot since like Max is always away. But like Brody's in his perfect ideal state, looking so cute and cuddly over there on the couch. He has to be like recently walked, fed, happy, sleepy so that he's just like chilling with me and not like making noises or running around and needing attention or things for me. And yeah, I'm just like feeling good is what I'm trying to say because I have this so planned out and I feel like recording for this podcast and this podcast just feels like actual work but like fun work don't get me wrong but I just feel like for Instagram YouTube since I've been doing it for like 10 years it sort of just feels like second nature like I can like turn off my brain and do it and it almost like I feel like I'm just capturing my everyday life so it doesn't feel like I'm working in a way like I am because I'm vlogging and I feel very like overwhelmed at times but I don't know something it just hits stiff like really thinking about what I want my podcast episode to be about planning it all out it just feels like very rewarding I guess in a way is what I'm trying to say and yeah I just like love taking the time out of my day to sit down and record this it feels like I'm in like work mode right now and I'm just getting after it and I'm like loving every second of it so without further ado let's get on in to this episode because I have so much to say I feel like this is gonna be a long one but I tried to not do too much I mean you can already see the title what I wish I could tell my younger self which by the way I'm like having deja vu saying this and I literally just <laughs> looked through all of my episodes being like did I do this before but I haven't I think I've just literally written this episode idea down on my calendar for maybe the last year I'm not even kidding like I'll just sort of brainstorm like podcast ideas or something and I've thought about this one for a while but I finally was like yeah I'm like ready to do this I am oh my gosh in two months about to turn 25 ah, that sounds so old okay I'm so not ready not me saying I'm gonna get into it and then I'm like <laughs> chit-chatting digressing all over the place but yeah all I'm trying to say is I like feel like I've done this but I haven't and I think it's just because I've thought about doing this episode for so long so finally we're doing it so you guys know I start off every episode talking about something that I'm happy about and like a happy quote, happy idea, something like that. So 
before we really get into the meat of this episode, ew, I don't think I like that word. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to do a little recap of my trip to Boston this past week. Um, but, oh, but before that, <laughs> I didn't even say what I was trying to say. What I'm happy about is that I got to go to Boston. So this will lead into the Boston recap, okay? It is making me so happy that I got to go. I'm feeling so emotional. I felt so emotional the whole time I was there. Like, it just felt like I was back home. I had the sense of, like, this is where I belong almost, or I guess just a sense of belonging. It's not like that's the only place I belong. I feel like I belong here in Allentown, PA. I'm very settled and comfortable here after being here for, like, a year and a half almost. However, Boston just hits diff. Since it was my home for five years, I just feel like such a sense of nostalgia there, kind of how I feel in my hometown in Albany, but I just feel like I'm supposed to be there in a way. I just feel like I thrive there. I don't know. I just love it. I'm so happy when I'm there. My spirits are high. I feel like extra independent. Am I gonna? I feel like I already talk about the somewhere, and I have this very planned out with my notes, so I feel like that comes up again. Um... But yeah, I just had the best time and felt like I was back to my old ways in Boston in like the best way possible. So yeah, that's just what I'm happy about that I got to go. I was literally there for maybe like a full 48 hours. (laughs) Like it was so quick, but I made the most of it. And then my happy quote or idea, I guess is a quote really from Peyton Sarton. If you guys listen to her podcast, she is very new to me, her podcast at least, Um, but I followed her on Instagram for a while now and I love following this girl. And her podcast also just hit diff because on Instagram, I'm very inspired by her. She's so cute. I love just following her like day-to-day life on her stories. It's very aesthetic. Like she's so cute. I love all her like outfits and recommendations, like that whole thing. But I also relate to her... Uh, life in a lot of ways just because her now I'm like going on a tangent talking about her but long story short her boyfriend is in the MLB and so it reminds me a lot of how I date Max a hockey player and just how they are like always on the go it can be very hectic like living wherever they live during the season to be with them and then like this year she's starting to like go with him during the season and then they live somewhere different in the off season. And so I just relate to her in a lot of ways, like dealing with that. But um, what I'm trying to say is this little quote that she said, I'm trying to remember what podcast episode it was in because she has one recently called like 28 life lessons because she turned 28. But my, I said that I haven't listened to that one yet. Like it isn't like I haven't played it yet. But then I'm like, did she say it in a different one? Because I definitely didn't hear all the 28 life lessons. Maybe it was on her Instagram when she was talking about that episode that I heard this anyway regardless I know it's from Hazard wherever I got it she talks about for a little while in some episode about this idea that you are your home and I loved every second of it when she was saying this I need to find exactly where it is so I can tell you guys or if you know like let me know DM me but she was talking about too how she made it her Instagram a cap her Instagram caption a while ago and she got a DM from a girl being like this really resonated with me I've thought about this for months like it always sticks with me kind of thing and I feel like it's going to stick with me too and it makes me feel even more independent like basically I think why I love listening to your podcast so much is because I love her outlook and she just seems like a little bit more wise than me maybe being like four years older than me um or I guess three years I don't know like she's lived more life she has good advice And she just lives her life 
so like on her own terms and so independently even while being in a relationship now like she's just extremely independent she talks about how being hyper independent is sometimes like a negative thing but I am so inspired by that for someone who has like struggled with independence and now I feel like I'm in such a good place with being independent so hearing like you are your home I just love that so much like it almost reassures me that I can feel at home and cozy and like a sense of belonging and independence and settled and good wherever I am because it's like at the end of the day I have me I feel like I talk about this again later on in the episode but yeah I just love that little quote hope you guys like it too you are your home wherever you are you know it's like make your home somewhere you want to be like yourself (laughs) and cozy and yeah like it's kind of sad in some ways like at the end of the day you just have you and you're like oh that kind of sounds lonely but then it's like comforting in a lot of ways too like as long as you love you and work on you and are comfortable spending time alone which I never was before but now I like enjoy my own company it's like such a nice cozy feeling okay Boston recap like I said I felt so welcomed back by like the city itself which sounds weird and you guys I mean mainly like I just got an outpouring of love like on social media like so many dms I met more subscribers than I ever have ever in my 48 hours there I was just running into you guys left and right I would like went to flower in the morning to get my little avocado toast in my latte and I met the sweetest subscriber working there and I was like grilling her sorry if I meet you in real life you guys and I'm like grilling you asking me so many questions but it's almost like I feel like I have to catch up because you guys know so much about me and I'm like oh like this girl I was like wait you go to BU oh my gosh no way like what year are you what school are you in what major are you like I want to know everything um because I just feel like we're friends so anyway it was just so fun and I met so many of you guys I think I talked about this in my vlog a little bit or maybe not oh I know I think I did in my Boston vlog how randomly two girls I met Thursday night it was their 21st birthday and so of course I'm like buying us all shots and making us take shots I'm like wait just making sure you guys like want these right I'm like I'm not trying to like (laughs) no it was literally so much fun it was a blast again like I said I just feel like I thrive in Boston in a way and to what I was saying before about independence and you are your home I just feel like in Boston I can be even more independent like I feel like I can take what I've learned since being here in Pennsylvania, aka me being way more independent and things like the importance of rest and relaxation. And I feel like I could bring that knowledge. I'm like holding my hand in like a little ball right now. I could take this knowledge and bring it with me back in Boston because when I was there before, I didn't know how to spend time alone. I never spent a day alone in my entire first 22 23 years of my life like that sounds crazy but if you think about me being a twin like I legitimately never had to enjoy my own company like at first being alone I was so anxious and it was such a hard thing for me to get over and it honestly just took practice and then now I'm here alone like every day in Pennsylvania and it's so crazy because the thought of that like two years ago would have stressed me out I'd have been like yeah I can never like sleep in my apartment alone and now I'm like thriving and when Max comes home for a day I'm like you're kind of like in my space like messing with my routine (laughs) No, but that's all to say that, yeah, I've gotten better at being independent. I've said that a bunch, but I feel like I could bring that with me to Boston. And I felt like practicing my new independence while I was there, I was just like thriving because there's so much to do and I can just run around the city by myself. And it's like, I almost don't feel lonely because there's so many people around, but at the same time, I'm like doing my own thing, living my own life. And it just is like a really nice feeling. And what I was thinking is this independence, my older, wiser self. I'm gonna look back at this episode when I'm 30 and be like wow I knew absolutely nothing but um, 
All that is to say, I want to bring that with me when Max and I try to live there over the summer, which we need to figure out. That's like a whole other situation. I think I was talking about that in my vlog too. I'm like, if any of y'all have like a home, an apartment, something in Boston that is, I don't know, just gonna like sit empty this summer, let me know if you want a big 70 pound furry golden retriever in your favorite YouTube couple, Max and Gretchen living there. I'm only half kidding because we seriously need to find a place to live there over the summer. We're trying to figure out if we're going to do like the short-term lease route, but then we would need to do like rental furniture probably. And that's like a whole thing. Or if we would do like Airbnb, that's nice because then there's like furniture and everything already there. But in my mind, that'd be like so expensive for like a month or two. So we just got to figure all that out. And I'm like, I'm trying to travel a lot this summer if it's like safe and good and everything because it's like the one time max and i can when he's not in season so then it's like why would we get an apartment in boston for two or three months if we're like gone the whole time so i just don't know but i do know that i want to be there for a portion of my summer because i love it there so much it's literally boston is so perfect for me and max you guys if you really think about it because it is well not right in between but it is between albany and cape cod like where max is from where i'm from it's like two and a half hours from where i'm from it's like an hour from where max is from so it's just such a good place for us. We love it there and we will see how this summer goes. But back to my Boston trip. I uh, got there Wednesday night and uh, had dinner with Max. It was really nice. One of my favorite places, Giacomo's. I go to the South End Back Bay-ish one, not the North End one. Because the one in like Back Bay, South End, you can make reservations, which is important because they're really small. And the one in North End, I don't think takes reservations. So you probably will wait like an hour or two. But it was so good. They're butternut squash ravioli. <laughs> I'm like getting way too into this. We have a lot of meat, like I said in this episode. Why does that sound gross to me? I think when I say like the meat of the episode, I think of like literally raw beef on like a plane. <laughs> okay, why is my mind bringing me this way? <laughs> anyway, what I'm saying is, oh, Giacomo's, right? Is I'm saying literally my favorite restaurant, butternut squash rav. Get it? So good. My favorite meal ever like on this planet earth and so of course we had to go there then went to earl's for like a little drink a little dessert after walked around explored prudential copley square we stayed at the four seasons one dalton location so it's like back bay and it's just near everything and it was amazing wonderful i didn't even say the whole reason that i went to boston for two days mainly is because the flyers were playing the bruins on thursday so yeah wednesday dinner slept whatever woke up then thursday i'm like giving you a whole play-by-play -play. went to flower in the morning had my toast my chai latte walked to my hair appointment this is when i was feeling like feeling the best vibes i'm like oh i just love it here i'm so independent i'm like getting after it walked to my hair appointment saw my guy kyle at salon at cote listen up if you're in boston if you're like gretchen what's your recommendation because i get that dm still all the time and i'm like if you were a real one if you really paid attention <laughs> i'm no I'm kidding i've gone to kyle for years and years and years and years and years like the whole time i was in boston kyle at salon at cote go to him especially if you were blonde he does an incredible job like he is just my favorite ever we got to catch up he is just like one of my besties honestly at this point i just feel like we're family like being in town and he just squeezes me in to like touch up my hair and we could just like catch up on life it was the best continuing with the best vibes like the best vibes ever 
Then Lucy, my twin sister, my best friend Hannah drove to Boston, met me for the hockey game Thursday night. We were with so many friends and family, like so much of Max's family from the Cape, so many friends. It was amazing. It was so great. It was Max playing literally against his like hometown team in a way. Like he grew up watching the Bruins, obviously, being from the Cape. So that was like very surreal seeing him play for the Flyers at TD Garden. And I'm just so happy for him. It feels so weird, like saying that and saying that he plays for the Flyers because I feel like you guys have been with us along this whole journey and like we would like manifest it and I'm sure that was like a goal of his and it's so funny last year I'm literally getting so distracted going on so many tangents but I was just thinking about how stuff like that really works and how hard work determination manifestation visualization all the things like really do because last year I feel like Max showed me on a piece of paper he wrote down some goals and it was like sign an NHL contract or earn an NHL contract that kind of thing which he had never had before and like he literally did it and signed his first NHL contract I want to say it was last March um but didn't play in his first NHL game until October scored his first goal in December and here we are January and he's like living his best life and I could not be more proud of him like I could like be emotional I'm literally so proud of him anyway so that was like a very very cool experience Thursday then Friday, woke up, got my Tate, another one of my faves in Boston, and drove home. Got my Brody man, who I was missing so bad the entire time. Like, he is two feet away from me right now, and I wouldn't want it any other way. Like, I miss him every second. We're not together. I could also be emotional. <laughs> I'm such an emotional being. Like, he just looks so cute sleeping right now. I could have a tear I want you guys to see. Okay, that was last week. Now it's Tuesday, so... And this is going up Friday. So this is very current, okay? Yesterday, Monday, just bringing you up to speed. I Actually, I had plans to see Brooke and Danielle, and I was so excited about you guys. I have not seen them in the longest time, like probably a year. I don't even know the last time I saw Brooke and Danielle. We are going to go to an Islanders game. Long story short, Max ended up not playing, so we didn't go, and I was so sad about it. And then, of course, he's playing tonight, the day after. <laughs> like, we just never know. But clearly, it was just not meant to be. Hopefully, I will see them soon. There actually is an Islanders game again next week. Like, the Flyers play the Islanders on Long Island again next week. So, maybe I can see them then. But, yeah, we will see. I was literally, just before starting this episode, I was... I ended up starting it like a little later than I had planned on my schedule because I was texting with two girlfriends, like hockey girlfriends, and we were just talking about how, man, like <laughs> you never know, like whenever you think you know and you have a plan and you're like pretty sure, no, like the rug gets pulled out from under you. They're like, nope, Max, you're not playing. This would be your third game in a row and you're not playing. And he's like, great, amazing. And I'm like, oh, perfect. Now we're not going. Like, plans can always change. Like, you never can make plans. I said, if hockey will make you one thing in this world, it will make you goddamn flexible, okay? Because you have to be. (laughs) So, yeah, we were all just laughing, relating on that. And here we are. It's Tuesday. Like I said, vibes are immaculate. It's so snowy and nice out. I just took Brody literally on like a 45-minute snowy adventure walk all bundled up because I needed him to just be in his most peaceful form like he is right now sleeping during this podcast. And yeah, tonight Max is a hockey game. I'm going to go to that. I was making plans with one of the girls to like get food before. Yeah, that's just that's just currently today. But let's finally get into this episode, you guys. What I wish I could tell my younger self. I wrote down sort of like 10 lessons, 10 things that I wish my younger self could know. I was thinking earlier how I could be like 
oh, like 15 things I want to tell my 15-year-old self. And I'm like, you know what? No, this is just going to be what I wish I could tell my younger self because this applies at all ages. Like it's not like specifically when I was 12 or 18, I wish I knew this. Just, yeah, maybe like like 16, 17, 18 in there because I feel like that's when you are in high school and you're going to go to college and you really start worrying like, oh my gosh. And I just felt like in high school, everyone is so, I mean, to with a grain of salt, I mean, everyone's situation is different. But personally, I felt so, like, I had no idea what was even going on in life and what, like, the world was like because you were just so in your high school bubble. Like, you are sheltered in a lot of ways and just only know people from your little town. And I don't know, you know, you just aren't exposed to a lot of things yet. So I just want to tell my younger self these things because I feel like I would worry a lot. I'm such a worrier. We'll get into that. Interrupting super quick to tell you guys about my mattress that I'm so obsessed with. I'm sure most of you probably already know since I talk about it so much. And to put it into perspective, I have to quite literally peel myself out of bed in the morning. It is that comfortable. I'm not even kidding. It's the Helix Midnight Lux. That's the specific model. And you may have seen when I post about it recently on my Instagram, YouTube, podcast in the past. I actually get DMs from you guys quite frequently asking about which mattress is it again that you have that you love? Like I remember you talking about it. So this is it. This is the mattress especially I'm sure some of you are sleeping on some old uncomfy mattresses at night I was too before helix and for you specifically maybe it's time to consider an upgrade and if you're already in the market for a new mattress anyway if you didn't know already helix sleep has a quiz that takes just two minutes to complete and it matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you helix knows that every body is unique and they have several different mattress models to choose from so they have soft medium and firm mattresses and also mattresses great for cooling you down if you get hot when you sleep when I took the helix quiz I was matched with a midnight mattress just because I wanted something that had a medium feel and Max and I are actually both side sleepers. It was so fast and easy to unpack and set up once it got here. So if you're looking for a new mattress, you take the quiz, order the mattress that you're matched to, and the mattress comes right to your door, shipped for free. You don't ever have to go to a mattress store literally ever again. And I know Helix actually offers exclusive discounts for teachers, students, and first responders, which is amazing. Helix is so awesome. Obviously, you guys already know I'm the number one fan. You guys can go to helixsleep.com slash Gretchen take their two-minute sleep quiz and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life I know they have a 10-year warranty and you actually get to try it out for a hundred nights risk-free they will even pick it up for you if you don't love it but you're gonna trust me here and helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for you guys at helixsleep.com slash Gretchen yeah okay number one let's do it my first thing I wish I could tell my younger self and if you guys watched my content, followed me at all during eh, maybe the end of high school, but really college, you will laugh because this is for specifically my college self. Okay, Gretchen, listen up. That doing everything and overcommitting your time and, and energy will run you into the ground, okay? Like it's gonna. You're gonna be sick. You're gonna be burnt out. You're gonna be exhausted. And that being able to say no, politely of course, is so important for your well-being. Like, if any of you are people pleasers out there, over committers to doing things, helping others, then you can relate to this because, oh my goodness, like, I just look back at my college self and in a lot of ways, I don't regret it. I'm like, get it, girl, get it, Gretchen, you lived your best life. I feel like I really did. I, you know, people always say in college, like, say yes to everything, of course, with a grain of salt, you know, yes to all the good, positive things, because you only have four years, you want to experience all the things, and I feel like I really experienced all the things. Like, I obviously started on the rowing team, switched my major, was in a sorority. I traveled constantly, which I really feel like was sort of over committing my time and energy, and it really did run me into the ground. 
and <clears throat> like going out all the time or being really social all the time when maybe I should have like prioritized my physical health, mental health, well-being really did burn me out and I was exhausted all the time. But I feel like that is normal in college and it was sort of just like a period of my life that I knew was happening and that I kind of wanted to happen to get it over with, if that makes sense. Like going out all the time, being social, like doing all the things. But it really did take a toll on me, to be honest. Like I was sick all the time. I think my senior year at BU, I had strep maybe six times, maybe eight times. I'm not kidding. Like once a month, every month, I was getting strep over and over and over. Like it didn't feel good, (laughs) you know? Like I just felt like I was never rest enough. I was probably like injuring myself. But I feel like this carries into adult life right sorry I feel like I'm like gasping for air sometimes in my podcast as I'm editing I'm like oh my gosh why am I always like (gasps) you know but anyway uh yeah I'm gonna take this with me and carry this with me into my adult life I feel like I do I am mindful of this now because of times that I went through just know that if you say yes to everything and are such a people pleaser and such a yes man, I feel I feel like people talk about that idea. If you're a yes man and not a I'm going to think about me and my well-being and my best interest man, yeah, you're going to run yourself into the ground. Um, but I almost feel like people have to find that out the hard way. And I even think about like friends of mine that are like crazy, worky-outy people. And people are like, you know, you really should prioritize like – resting or relaxing sometimes or stretching like little things like that like mindful movement and they're like what are you talking about I'm gonna go run my 20 miles every day and it's like eventually your body will tell you enough (laughs) and you will be injured or have like a stress fracture or anything like that I feel like all these lessons really apply to sort of all areas of life so I will try to apply them in every way that makes sense to me um but yeah even things small like I feel like I had to learn uh if someone wanted something for me, but this sounds almost bad to say, but like, I don't feel bad. I'll just say it. If someone wants something from you and you are getting nothing out of it, maybe that's a bad way to look at it. Of course, if it's like a friend, like I'll help people out. Like I remember at BU, people would want to interview me all the time for like class projects. That might sound, I'm not trying to sound like I'm so cool, but no, they just had to find someone that was, I don't, maybe it was like specifically social media or someone that was doing something whatever a lot of people were so these would take like hours out of my day right like each interview would be an hour and I started to realize like whoa like not to be mean but I'm not really getting anything out of this it's just for your class project and like I am missing like study time over here or like doing my own homework so I sort of had to like scale back on that and learn it so that's just an example of how you can like politely say no to things that like maybe aren't in your best interest especially I mean that was sort of like neutral for me either way like of course I'd love to help people out when I can Um, but especially if something is like not in your best interest, like going to hurt you in any way, just think of yourself first. You got to put yourself first and say no politely, of course. Okay. Moving on to my second thing. I need to hear this every day. (laughs) I'm going to replay this part of this episode for myself every day. Okay. I wrote it in all caps, so I need to tell it to you in all caps. Everything is going to be okay. Okay. (laughs) Like, yeah, this is really for me specifically and all of you worriers out there I am such a worrier deep down about everything like literally every little thing in life maybe that is the ENFP N in me if you don't know what I'm talking about um that's my Myers-Briggs personality type I'm like weirdly so into that stuff I don't know why but I'm an ENFP and the second category N it's like sensing versus intuition. And I think all of this category means I might be completely wrong. So <laughs> take this with a grain of salt. 
I think being intuitive is that you like kind of overthink everything. <laughs> like you just think about things a lot. Like you think deeply about everything, which is so me. I think too much about everything. Like, for example, am I where I'm supposed to be in life right now? Like big existential things. Am I living where I'm supposed to? Am I dating the right person who I'm supposed to? Do I have the right dog? Am, do I have the right friends? Like, have I made the right choices thus far in life? Even am I in the right career path? Like, I worry about these things all the time. I almost wonder in a way if this is like business school mindset me. I feel like I've learned that. And I was like such a math girl. Like, I almost made my major math. I'm not kidding. Like, yeah. I was like weirdly very into math and like obviously ended up in the business school and I feel like I've learned that they teach you that things are there's like one right way which I feel like no like I feel like I've learned that there's like multiple ways to do things but I don't know I just feel like that's how my brain works is that there's like one right way to do things and so when I think about like my life and where I'm at I'm like okay in my mind, there's like one right way of how I should be living my life. So then I question everything. I'm like, well, is this right? Am I doing what's right? Like maybe I should have like a real marketing job. Maybe that would make me feel more secure over time. And maybe like a dog wasn't right. No, no, no. I, I never questioned that. <laughs> I love you, Brody. But I don't know. I'm just like, is this right? Like I guess Brody maybe is the one thing I don't question because I'm like, I love him so much. Like this is like perfect and right. But other things like, am I supposed to live in Pennsylvania? Like should Max and I still be long distance? Should I not have come here? Like should I be with him it sounds even crazy saying it out loud because I'm reassuring myself like yes life is so good you're so happy but I don't know why I just like worry about these things I don't know if anyone else does and then I always will like if I age a year or two what I'm trying to say in the future I'll look back and I'll be like life was so good I was good I was fine and I'll remember that I was worrying so much and I'm like why was I worrying so then I try to apply that in the morning the in the moment and I'm like why am I worrying but then I still do <clears throat> I don't know if anyone else relates to this so I need to just know that everything's going to be okay. And what my dad would always say is everything has a way of working itself out. And I would never believe him. Yeah, I even think back to like childhood. I would kind of worry all the time about things. Like if something seemed like it wasn't going to go right or something, things always do have a way of working themselves out. Even if it's not how you planned, like things always work out fine. And that's what I just hang on to. I mean, obviously in some circumstances, I don't know. But I just, I just like thinking that in my head that everything is a way of working itself out. Lucy, maybe we, this is a twin thing. I feel like we both are such worriers and she'll call me and like worry about a lot of things and stress. And I would say, Lucy, everything is a way of working itself out. Remember what daddy would say? And I just feel like he was right in a lot of ways. Lesson number three that I want to tell my younger self. Nobody really knows what's going on. No one. Even people that you think they do, they seem like they have it all together. Guess what? They probably will make a change later in life or next year they'll pivot and do something else. I feel like what I've learned is that adults just pretend. <laughs> what makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Like, we just make the best choices and decisions that we can, and we go with it. Like... 
we're all human beings on this earth just trying to survive all trying to live meaningful lives wow this is getting deep this really makes me think of college when there's such a pressure like even when you're 18 going into college you're supposed to know okay exactly what is your major going to be what do you want to do with your life you're supposed to know right now because this is like the path you're going to take to get there and all these other people know and look your friend's going to be a doctor and this friend's going to be a lawyer and like what are you going to do figure it out pressure 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 and you're like I don't know how did everyone else figure this out but like nobody really knows I think people just sort of like pick one thing and stick with it and then if they're like "Mm, no that's not it they pivot and they pick something else and they switch and I think that's okay and we will get to that too but like I said (laughs) everyone's just pretending no one really knows I think I heard that on a TikTok too and I loved it and it made me think about how like sometimes I'll think about starting a business and that seems so daunting and I'm like yeah but I don't know how to do that like other people know how to do that and they have businesses And then it's like, yeah, but nobody really knows. Everyone just starts somewhere, right? (laughs) So this brings me to the just, we're all trying to survive, live meaningful lives. Number four, it's not always that serious. Like having fun and moving through day-to-day life with joy is so important. And again, when you're in that like high school, college pipeline of like, important 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 pressure 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 do well in this class this major to get to this grad school to have this job you can like lose a lot of joy and just happiness in every day because you are like hyper focused on what you think is right and what you have to be doing which like newsflash like people have all sorts of different paths that they take to get places and like it's not just always like a straight shot four years of college just many years of grad school you know like there's so many different ways to go about things as I was saying, yeah, living every day with joy and like being happy and having fun is so important because you really do only have one life. And so you want to look back and be like, wow, I live my best life. Like I was having fun or at least trying to be happy, as happy as I could be, like doing the things that I wanted to do. Like I was kind of saying about Peyton, like living your life on your own terms, making decisions for you kind of thing. Like in college, that test that you're having an anxiety attack over will not kill you. Like I think back to times like for finals, I could seriously have a panic attack at any moment. And it's like, why? <laughs> like, What is the worst case scenario here? You will be okay. Go back to lesson number two. Everything's going to be okay. Say, okay, the test example, worst case scenario, you don't pass maybe you can retake it maybe like you're close to your professor you're like listen i was having a really rough take i can retake this switch up the question maybe not maybe they're harder maybe they're like no and you're like okay could i do extra credit i can do this this and this assignment i'll write this paper maybe not okay if all else fails literally worst comes to worst you retake the class so what like that's okay like that's the worst that can happen i feel like people think during finals you're like wow if i don't pass this class like i could maybe die you won't like I mean okay I do I mean every single thing I say every opinion I have I have to like backpedal a little bit because I'm like okay I do understand extenuating circumstances like if you're like no I literally have to pass this graduate because I can't afford like another semester of school okay I get it I'm just saying in the moment things that seem like a huge deal maybe aren't really in the green grand scheme of things like they really aren't that huge of a deal that big of a deal I always have a way that reminds me of laughing at things in my life when they go horribly wrong which sounds so messed up but it's because I force myself to like think beyond the current situation and I know it's something that could be funny later on when I'm like telling a friend like for example (laughs) 
these things really sound horrible and like maybe the end of the world in the moment. But see, we can even laugh at them together because it's in the past. Like when my car would get towed, that's like really jarring, right? Like you get out of, I remember this specifically, I'd be, I was leaving my history class and I went to where my car was parked and I'm like, mm, that's weird. Where is my car? And I think that was the first time my car was ever towed and I was like, oh my gosh, like where is it? Where do I even go? Who do I even call? what's going on? Like it was such a mess. And then I got there and they're like cash only. And of course I don't have cash, but I didn't have my car. So I had to walk to like a Rite Aid and do cash back. Like it was a mess. Not an ideal way I would spend my day. <laughs> like a bad thing that could happen. But it's funny later on, right? And like, it's not that deep. And it's just a lot easier, I feel like, to go through hard things with like a good lighthearted attitude than like, Oh my gosh, you know, but again, that really depends on the day. Sometimes I'll go through something hard and it's like really weighs me down and I can't even like do anything else because I'm just so down about it. But things are a lot easier when I can like laugh about it. I guess that's because I know that's like a little moment, like a little thing and a little moment, but I, I know bigger, harder things are obviously harder. Another thing that was like extremely embarrassing that's making me think of when I went to BU walking down Calm Ave, like the main road. I was a freshman too. Like this has to be fall of my freshman year and it was raining, raining, raining like crazy. And when it's raining that much and I'm like a broke little freshman, Uber was probably like $30 to get to my class. You know, it's like a mile away. I'm like, I'll walk. It'll be fine. And my umbrella's breaking. Like me, my friend Taylor, like soaking wet. And I remember a bus or a car going by. You know where this is going. Like a big mud puddle. And I was sprayed with like mud puddle all over me. I was wearing a white shirt, blue leggings, like Lulu blue leggings. I remember this so well. And like probably white Converse. Like I looked horrible and it was awful. And I was like so. However, I can laugh looking back at that. And other people that saw that happen, it probably made their day in a way. Maybe not made their day. But if that was me, maybe I like laugh a little. But I know I'd probably like feel bad for them. But like that's kind of funny. And now it's really funny looking back at it. I'm like poor little freshman me getting soaked on the way to class. Just like trying to do my best. Anyway, it's just easier to go through hard things with like a lighthearted attitude. And basically this number four is that it's it's just not that serious. A lot of things are not that serious. Again, we're all just like trying to survive, live our best life. However, when things are serious, number five, lesson number five. Because a lot of things are serious and important. And I feel like that's kind of a part of becoming an adult. Learning to focus and prioritize. I have an all caps. Like seriously prioritize on what really matters like that's what being an adult is in my mind at least that's what it is to me like relationships with friends and family again newsflash those take a lot of effort when you're all spread out during college or after college life like it's a lot easier when you're all in the same hometown growing up and if that's something like again this applies to like every aspect of life because that's something that could be really important to you and you have to learn how to like focus on that and prioritize on that so it's not lacking and you could like lose friendships yeah honestly this one specifically applies to like every area of life taking care of yourself you got to focus on it. you got to prioritize that it's not always easy eating well again got to prioritize it it's not always easy especially when you're really busy working out again see how this goes with everything actually studying for that test that's important to you holding yourself accountable to be the best version of yourself right this brings me to number six okay this one I'm very passionate about because I feel like when I started to think about this idea I find I found out in myself how true this is and I like so wholeheartedly relate to this and I honestly feel like it was sort of transformational for me to think about it this way so listen up number six 
and I have this in <laughs> like little parentheses before it, probably, like you probably, okay, like asterisks probably, because I can think of like a couple people in my life that maybe don't know, but you already know what the best version of yourself looks like. Like you probably do already know these things and probably what's holding you back is just the discipline to get there and that's okay. Like I'm sure that's how it is for most people. So maybe the best version of yourself could look like showing up for your friends and family more or getting off TikTok to go to bed on time and get those eight hours of sleep in. Or for me, for example, you're swapping out the scrolling before bed and the TikTok or Instagram for a nice read. Since that's what I know personally, the best version of myself is doing before bed. It's honestly kind of eerie and like weird if you think of it that way. Of The best version of yourself is achievable and it's out there. And I almost think of it as like this person. Now are we rowdy and chewing on our toys, Mr. Brody? This Gretchen is like out there living her best life, being her best self, and I just have to like work to get there because I know I can. And this is reminding me a lot, if you guys remember like a while ago on my podcast, I used to talk about like the highest version of myself. I think I really first got this idea from Tori Sterling, if you guys know her, Tori DeSimone. Um, And it was, again, very transformational for me. Because I think so much of what's held me back, like I'm in my own way. You know, when you hear that, like you're in your own way, get out of your own way. Like I could write down on a piece of paper and describe to you in detail the best version of myself and how she'd be living her life every day, how she would be taking care of herself and others, caring about her friends, family, and even more than that, like helping other people in every single way she could, like you know, contributing towards charities that are important to her. She'd be prioritizing her physical health, her mental health, her well-being overall. She'd be, like, pushing herself and challenging herself career-wise, work-wise. Like, I could tell you, I could write probably 10 pages about how the best version of myself would be. So it's crazy that so many people, it's like, I feel like we're all in our own way because we all could get there. It's just not easy, almost in reality, because of distractions and just things going on in life. This makes me think of a quote I've heard about um, like living a healthy lifestyle, working out, eating healthy. And it's something like it's not easy, but it's simple. And that also really struck a chord with me because it's like it is so simple. If someone's like, okay, eat healthy, work out, you're like, okay, simple. But it's not always easy in practice because you have to have the discipline to get there even when you're tired, even when your alarm's going off at six and you don't feel like it. Like it's like those times that push yourself and test the discipline that you have. Um, Back to what I was saying. Maybe the best version of yourself looks like kind of like what I was saying, thoughtfully planning out your meals so that you know, because you know you have a busy schedule, that you know you'll have nutritious whole foods available to you on hand so that it's a little bit more easy. But being disciplined is hard, you guys. It takes a lot of practice. It takes a lot of keeping promises that you make to yourself. I feel like it might be easy for those of you to follow me to be like, oh yeah, Gretchen is driven. She's disciplined. But honestly, I feel like it's something that I've struggled with. Like I feel like I can just give up Uh, probably not now I would say in the past I'd give up easily on promises I've made to myself or just like ease like take the easier off I had like a healthy meal I could make in the fridge Uh, I still do this (laughs) that I was planning on making for dinner I'll be lazy I'll be really tired and I'll just like postmate something but it's like in those moments if you 
choose the choice that you think the best version of yourself would be making I promise that you will probably end up feeling better like seriously try it it feels so good to follow through on promises that you make to yourself and it took me a long time to realize this like whenever I have my best days like honestly yesterday today I've been having such good days and it's because I'm not letting myself down on promises I've made to myself like I booked a workout class this morning and I went and I accomplished it and I feel so good after and I sat down and I was scheduled to do this podcast today got a little distracted texting my girlfriends like I was telling you about but like I'm doing it and like fulfilling promises I've made to myself feels so good this reminds me of a book I read or at least started (laughs) horrible a while ago it was called girl wash your face probably a lot of you read that book I feel like it's very popular what really stuck with me from what I did read is no no wait I think I did finish it I really think I finished it I didn't start the next one anyway she talks about how promises that you make to yourself should be as important or even more important than promises you make to others and that really stuck with me and struck a chord with me because I was like wow like so why is this not that way a lot of the time like usually that is not the case I feel like so many of us will give so much to others like time uh whatever it is to friends family like promises you make to them you'll show up for them because you love them and you care for them and you want to show them that they're important to you and it's like why don't we love ourselves and care for ourselves and show ourselves that we're showing up for ourselves and that like I'm important to me that sounds so weird to say But that really stuck with me. And I remember she had a goal of maybe like running a mile each day or running whatever it was. And you guys know this example if you read this book. And she talked about how she was going out to like dinner and drinks with friends. And she got home and it was like late at night. And does she have kids and a husband at this point? Probably. And all her friends were like, what the heck? Like, why are you going home? Maybe she even said that she was going to go home and like run when she got home at like 10 p.m. And everyone's like, what the heck? Like, why would you go do that? Aren't you tired? Like, it's late. Like, that makes no sense. Like, why would you go in your basement and run on your treadmill? And she's like, because I made a promise to myself. And that should be as important to me as promises I make to others, if not more important. Like, I have to show up for myself. And that like so struck a chord with me because I feel like so many of us, that will be the first thing that goes, right? Like, we always show up for our friends, family, whoever and children oh my gosh I couldn't even imagine I mean yeah I probably put Brody ahead of me sometimes I'm like oh maybe I won't do the workout maybe I'll just cuddle with Brody and take him on a walk or whatever but no it's like to be the best version of yourself for all the other people that you are whatever you are to them aunt uncle cousin mom dad sibling daughter you know like you want to be the best version of yourself aka doing the things that you know are best for you, aka keeping those promises to yourself. And I think I talk about this a little bit more later on, but keeping the promises that you've made to yourself, going through with that, you're going to feel really good. And I feel like that is how the most confident people are confident because they keep the promises that they make to themselves. I know that sounds so vague, but I mean, literal, like little things every day. If I have a plan of like, what my meals are going to be today. I mean, that sounds like too structured. I mean, obviously I like go off my plan if I'm not feeling it or whatever. But if I, you know, stock my fridge with like wholesome, nutritious foods that are going to make me feel good, it's like I want to follow through with that and eat those foods and not like let my lettuce go bad and Postmates, I feel like we can all relate to that because we've all done that. But it's like you feel like the best version of yourself when you are following through with like the plan you have set up for yourself or working out or calling your mom or all those things instead of just 
the alternative of, I don't know what it looks like for me, maybe just like laying there and feeling like <laughs> I'm just going to be a slob and like not get ready for the day and like scroll through TikTok and whatever. That's when I feel the worst. It's like I feel the best when I'm doing my best. Anyway, moving on. Number seven, <laughs> this is like all over the place, but this just, this is for like all areas of life, you know? Okay. Breakups romantically and friendships are usually for the best and what I mean by this is trust yourself okay because I can think back at times if I've like broken up romantically or friends or whatever and then you question it afterwards and you second guess and you're like maybe I was right no no no. trust yourself because you had the intuition the gut instinct that it wasn't right anymore and that you wanted to part ways and so you need to trust yourself and they usually are for the best and I think they are the best time for self-growth and improvement and I promise okay that you will find someone better for you in the future if it's romantically friendship whatever because I feel like as you grow up you learn you change so well your friends and your partner and you may grow apart and you may start to value different things you may spend your time differently and that's okay I think you just have to know when your values no longer align or you feel like you can't be yourself with them or you feel like they aren't bringing out the best in you you aren't bringing out the best in them if the respect isn't there etc etc like the list goes on and on you just have to trust yourself enough and love yourself enough to walk away Remember, these times are the best times for self-improvement, self-growth, and I just feel like so many people have their glow-ups and their best moments after a breakup or something like that. Oh, this is like giving me deja vu. I feel like I heard something recently like this the other day, how they were talking about how in every like Marvel movie or superhero movie, like it's always after something horrible and you like have this big like glow up life moment or something. And I feel like that's so true. And it is like a sign from the world that this is like the time to focus on you. And back to what I said, like, I promise you whatever relationship you're in friendship wise, romantic wise, and you think I'm never going to find a friend like that again. I'm never going to find a partner. Like, yes, you will. And it'll be even better because it'll be someone that is like aligned with the current version of you, not the 16 year old version of you anymore. You know, number eight, this one's important. Your journey of self-love is just that, a journey, okay? And something that you will always have to work on. Gretchen, 16-year-old you, I'm yelling at you here. It's not easy. So giving yourself grace and self-care are very important. Confidence, your self-confidence will ebb and flow a lot, okay? But like I was saying, keeping those promises you make to yourself will help with that confidence. Also, go back and listen to my body image episode. I think it's episode number two of my podcast especially if you haven't listened to it before, because I could talk all day long about how your body is exactly how it's supposed to be. And you are meant to do so many more things with your life and your body is capable of so many things more than picking yourself apart in the mirror or looking at yourself in a picture and not liking the way that it looks or looking at yourself in a bathing suit. I don't know. Like your body is capable of so much, especially women. Hello. You can literally like grow and create another human life. Talk about impeccable. Talk about impressive. Okay. And like the fact that we, it honestly makes me so sad that we like look at ourselves and be like, oh, I wish I could just like make my thighs a little bit smaller, make my stomach a little bit flatter. Like, no, that literally doesn't matter. That makes me think about too, how people talk about how like at your funeral, no one's going to be like, wow, like she had really thin legs. What the, like no one in the history of ever has ever said anything about how you look. They'll be like, she was such a kind soul. She was such a generous person. She was such a lover. She was such, whatever it is. Like, 
how you look doesn't really matter and how you look changes a lot as you grow up and especially when you're thinking about like life partners looks come and go people so like what's deep down is actually what matters and I think about how cool it is that we all look so different and we're all different shapes and sizes and isn't that so wonderful and isn't that so cool that we're all so unique and how boring would it be if we were all looking exactly the same Oh, okay, that's just like a little taste of that episode, you guys, but I like do a deep dive into body image stuff because, whoa, have I been on a journey with body image, but also if you're, especially if you're a girl, who hasn't, right? Like we all have. I feel like whenever I bring that up with anyone, I'm like, let's be real here. Like who hasn't thought about a little bit too much how they're looking or what they're eating or you know what I'm saying? And I want to tell younger me and all of you listening that if you slip up and get lazy and get caught in your old ways, this, I was so bad with this when I was younger in high school. I think about it, like, it makes me so sad. I want to go, like, hug younger me. I would scroll constantly on Instagram, whatever it is, Tumblr. I feel like that was a thing back in the day. And I would feel so bad for myself, like, comparing my body and how it looks to other people's bodies, like, their life, their intelligence, whatever it is, comparing that to someone else. It's almost like that's my own fault that I was doing that in that moment. Like maybe I was young, like I didn't know. But now like I'm going to be mad at myself for doing that because I know how I'm going to feel. And it's like that person that I'm comparing myself to doesn't know that I'm doing that. And it's honestly only hurting me. Just like how, number nine. I like how these feed into the next one. Number nine. Okay, this reminds me how holding a grudge or resentment towards someone really only hurts you. Well, at least more than it hurts them at least, okay? Okay. Hear me out. It feels heavy and negative and it takes up too much mental space. Whereas forgiving someone is very mature and I think brave too. I think it's easy to cut someone out of your life completely. I mean, sometimes people should, by the way. It depends. But even if you do that or you decide to keep them in your life to whatever extent, forgiveness will feel a lot better for you. Trust me. This reminds me a lot of the book. <laughs> I'm like quoting so many things in this. If you guys know the bl- the book Blowing My Way to the Top by I think that's how it's called Blowing My Way to the Top. It's Jen Atkins' book. She talks about how forgiveness is such a powerful thing. It really struck me because I so agree. And that makes me think about friends and family members that I see that like hold resentment with them. It just hurts them. And it makes them resentful and unhappy and it's doing no one any good. Okay? So that I think is important because I think about how a lot of times I could like be angry with someone or be mad at a situation and instead of just like letting it go and moving on and forgiving for whatever reason or shape or rhyme or way, it would really like weigh down on me and make me resentful and that's not a good way to go through life. So forgiveness is important, people. That's a good lesson to learn and I feel like that comes with maturity and age. Or some people, it never comes ever. <laughs> I, this That reminds me how I always say, what I've learned in young adulthood is that adults are literally just big babies. Oh my gosh, isn't it shocking when you see an adult acting like horribly and you're like, wow, you are a child, just like a big child. Anyway, this brings me to lastly, number 10, you guys. I'm happy we're concise and we're like getting through this because I just want you to hear the good stuff and I don't want to like ramble too much because I have been rambling. Okay, this one's hard. Maybe we'll get a little emotional, but that's okay. Last thing I want to tell my younger self. (laughs) I'm like already wanting to cry. (laughs) Why am I going to cry? I'm thinking about like 15-year-old me that was like so innocent and had like no idea what life was going to like throw at her and I'm probably going to think about that when I'm 50 looking back at me now because like more hard things will happen in the next 25 years of my life anyway growing up is realizing that things are not always sunshine and rainbows 
and that it can be difficult and sad and really horrible things do happen, okay? But it's how you react and how you respond in moments like this that defines you. That's really what I've learned. Like, take this, for example, from someone who avoids all sadness, all pain, things like that. It's it's quite literally in my personality type, ENFP, like I said. If you read about that personality type, it's like you focus on the good, you're very optimistic, positive, which is so me. Like, that is how I feel like I choose to live because it feels a lot better going through life like that. But life does have a way of knocking you down. Like, it will knock you down. It will pull the rug out from under you, okay? When I really first lost my faith was at 22 when I suddenly lost my dad. I'm sure you guys were knowing that was coming. Like, of course, that's when I... It was, like, the hardest thing I ever went through. My faith was, like, gone. I'm, like... It was the first time where I was, like, you know, God, world, whatever you believe in. How is this okay right now? How... Am I supposed to go on without my best friend? <laughs> now I'm getting emotional. Like, what could possibly be the reason for this? When I say things like, everything's going to be okay. Everything happens for a reason. That's always been my favorite quote. And I'm like, yeah, okay. First thing, first thing that happened in my life that I'm like, I'm not seeing the reason. Like, hello, what is the reason? Are you kidding me? But with time, I've found peace. And honestly, plenty of reasons that make sense to me so hear me out silver linings if you will maybe you want to hate me for telling you to find silver linings in your most difficult moments and that's okay but i found it to be very helpful personally okay so if you're going through a breakup for example maybe a silver lining is finding yourself again uh, what you like to do, taking note of people you feel the best around, knowing that, I mean, honestly, really for romantic relationships, I feel like it all works out. And if it's meant to be, it will be eventually at least. So for me, the first silver lining in my hardest moment in my life was I found I was able to share the hardest thing I've ever dealt with online. And it honestly connected me with so many others that lost their parents and like, not only was I leaning on you guys that have lost a parent, but I would hope in a way that I kind of became like a beacon of hope that you can and will go on after a tremendous loss, okay? I also felt so grateful for the 22 years I did have with my dad instead of thinking about all the time that was lost and feeling resentful. Don't get me wrong, sometimes I still do feel very resentful and angry and like that's okay and just a part of the grieving process and I'll get so mad and I'll be like, why was he taken from me so early? Like there's so much life I have left to live that I want to share with him, like it's not fair, but I know we all feel that way with loss. It also, I kind of felt peace in knowing how much my dad taught me and it felt like in a way the world was maybe saying like, his job is done here in your life, which also makes me sad to think about because I don't think his role in my life is over. Like I honestly think about him every single day and I feel like, oh, I just, I feel like I live through his legacy every day or like he lives within me in a way because I feel like I am so similar to him. I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. Like I, I don't know. I just felt like losing my dad, especially at 22, like the very beginning of my young adult life, like literally two months before I graduated college, it felt like the world was like, okay, he taught you almost everything he knew. Here you go. Like you're an adult now. 
go do it and like live every day in his honor kind of thing. That's kind of what it felt like. So these are just maybe me and how I cope with it and whatever, but they are silver linings that I've found. And this is a lot of examples and explaining for just telling you that, again, this is really hard for someone that is very optimistic and positive and only wants to focus on the good in life. But the reality is that life isn't always sunshine and rainbows as I wish it was and difficult and sad and really horrible things will happen. But again, how you react, how you move forward defines who you are as a person. So those are the things I wish I could tell my younger self, you guys. Sorry we got real deep at the end. Um, I almost feel like I could do a part two with this. I feel like there are so many things I wish I could tell my younger self. That was just like the tip of the iceberg, you know? I have a little bonus moment here at the end where I wrote, okay, like if this isn't way too long, which I feel like we're just around an hour right now. If this isn't way too long, maybe I could just quickly mention these. So last couple quick things that I would tell my younger self, or I guess I maybe already knew, but now I'm really realizing with a dog of my own. And I just want to say to everyone (laughs) is that animals are seriously a gift from the world, from God, from again, whatever you believe in. They are such a gift. Like they are such a joyful privilege and make life so fun and happy back to what number was that where i talked about oh number four it's not always that serious having fun being joyful is so important animals are just it they're where it's at yes they are hard they're hard work but it also teaches you how to like take care of a living being and it's so like purposeful it's so fulfilling and yeah I guess I would tell my younger self that. I guess she would find out anyway because I have like my bestie Brody right now. Like I don't even know what I would be doing in life without him. Also, another bonus is that maybe I touched on it a little bit. Like maybe talking about like losing friends, whatever. Who you spend the most time with day to day matters a lot. Like you know that saying like you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. It is so true. Like... Uh, and you you guys definitely notice it too I feel like I've talked about this with my friends like um especially since I'm usually making new friends like each season for hockey uh we were talking about recently how we'll pick up on little things each other will say and like recently a girl the other day was like something I always say I'll say yes 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 like I say yes like three times to things I don't know where I picked that up from but I'll just be like oh yes 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 all right now I always say um things that are like a lot going on or something like especially with the hockey world I'm sure you can imagine I'm always like oh this is a whole thing like driving to the Philly game tonight for me will probably take like hour 45 it'll be a whole thing parking is a mess there's a million cars that's a whole thing it's all a whole thing and so my friends I will notice they'll be like oh here you go it's a whole thing or like they'll pick up on that you know like you start to say words and things you're your friends say and so that is just like such a clear sign to me like what else do you pick up from them do you pick up their ideas about life like the way they go about life do they make you feel good when you're around them like do they challenge you do they inspire you like those are the people I like to be around not people that like bring you down or make you feel negative or put you down or anything like that so who you spend your time with really does matter yeah, I would tell my younger self that because I feel like when you're younger, you have a hard time of navigating like, is this person a good friend to me? Like, I don't know that many people in life yet in my little town. I think I need to hang on to them, but you don't need to hang on to people that aren't good to you or for you in your life, you know? Like, you don't need to be tethered to them forever just because you were friends in the past. Um, next little bonus is, oh, this is so sad. I wrote, nothing matters as much as you think it does. 
how like morbid it's like oh we all die one day nothing matters that much no I think what I really mean is that almost like people aren't thinking about you as much as you think they are which again is sad like your friends and family love you and think about you I'm not trying to say that I'm just saying like when you worry about how you are being perceived and what other people think of you they aren't thinking about it that much like you know when people I mean I'm guilty of this you stress over like oh my god what Instagram photo do I post like this one looks cuter but my face looks better in this one but I like like the way my body's positioned this one but then like me and my friends look happier in this one guys uh, isn't there a stat like when someone's scrolling on their Instagram feed they look at your photo and maybe like it they look at it for on average two seconds or three seconds like no one's worrying about it that much thinking about it that much even noticing your hair that's like has a flyaway hair no one even notices so that's all to say is like it's not that serious it's not that deep live your own best life and do whatever you want to do because like no one's carrying caring as much as you think they care so just like think about yourself oh and my last thing is kind of goes with that is just worry about yourself like life will be so much better if you just stay in your own lane worry about yourself you're not comparing yourself to others just literally live life on your own terms think about yourself obviously in others like care about other people but do you know what i mean like i don't know compare yeah i guess it's all comparison at the end of the day like your career your life to anyone else just worry about yourself you're doing the best you can that's all that matters that's all that matters and we're gonna bring it back to my favorite quote of the day you are your home at the end of the day like you're all you've got so you want to be cozy and comfy and feeling good in what you've created for yourself (laughs) I'm trying to be like so deep over here but I mean all I have to say is you are your own home at the end of the day and that can mean whatever you want it to mean to yourself but I just love it I think it's very sweet and comforting but that is it for this episode you guys I hope you enjoyed I hope maybe some of my favorite lessons or thing that I, things that I've learned along the way maybe stuck with you struck a chord with you maybe you will like them as well or be like wow I needed to hear that um but yeah I love you guys so so much thank you so much for listening and I will catch you at my next episode bye